Welcome to Podcast in a Tree. It's a podcast in a tree. My name is Tim Bat. Uh, my name is Guy Montgomery, and we have just climbed a, sp- a pretty small cro- climb, really. Only a couple of metres. Well, where we are perched is quite high off the ground, but to get here feels quite safe. It's a beautiful uh, old Pahutakawa tree, mm. native to New Zealand, in uh, Grayland Park, Auckland, New Zealand. My home. This a long time. This specific tree. Incredible. I've always thought you lived in the house in which I visited you, but Simply I suppose untrue. knowledge is power. Uh, so this is an inaugural episode, which is a fancy word for first. And um, What is the root of inaugural? Where does that come from? Is augural you'd, last? You'd always guessed, guess Latin. Augural? This is our augural episode. Our augur- would our augural episode be any episode after the first, or would it be the last it's really difficult for me to say, and this is also you've immediately highlighted a vulnerability I feel here. Mm-hmm. Usually, access to technology, the ability to amend any gaps in my far-reaching and almost unblemished knowledge of the world. Mm. But um, well, without the internet, I'm only rolling with what I've already got upstairs, and it, it does not feel good. This is a big part of why we wanted to get in the tree, get away from it all. The distance literally might only be sort of, what would we call that, two and a half metres from the ground, or for our imperial listeners, a mile, I think. <laughs> but the distance from the trappings of modern life, which seem to get in the way of, of enjoying nature, gone. It's vast. Yeah, it's a I would say at least two miles away. What, from... Metaphorically. I'd say even further. I'd say... Um the distance I feel between how I am and who I am up here in this tree and how I am and who I am when I'm tethered to the world is it's unknowable. It's indescribable. The chasm is so big? Yeah, it's sort of it's the size of space. It's the distance that keeps growing. The longer you're offline, the the further away you grow. It's a combination of things as well. There's there's a small element of danger about the whole thing, slightly precarious. This is an interesting situation, though, because uh, the good people at Greyland Park have built, um, admittedly, two, currently quite rickety, but a series of platforms. Two platforms. To uh, accommodate people climbing on the tree, which is nice. That's right. The Most first, people the go, first plat- get off my tree, stay off that's my tree. Right. These guys are going, come aboard. The first platform is not actually nailed to the tree, which you learn when you go too far to either side of it. But the second platform... Almost definitely for kids, very firmly nailed into the branches here. And, and Tim and I have just perched atop it. Yeah. Um, my legs are dangling. Tim's yeah. are resting comfortably on a branch. I've got both. And it's sort I've of... I've got a dangle. I mean, it's difficult to say that this takes me back exactly to my childhood days of tree climbing because I feel like I climbed with a little more reckless abandon back oh, then. I couldn't agree more. Uh, tell, now, me about, tell me about your childhood tree, Guy. Did you have, like, was there the you know, one for there you? Was, there was no one tree, but we, we grew up... Uh, with with a few trees, you know, there were a few trees available. Mm-hmm. At one point, we built a hut in, a, in one of the trees, and there was sort of, you know, there were these big, huge, sort of sturdy main branches, and they developed these offshoots that are also they can be quite thin and spindly, or they can also be quite girthy and thick. And we took an old an old velvet curtain that was in the garage, and mm-hmm. we nailed it either end. We nailed it with a piece of wood to. Um, Two of the sort of secondary branches, right? And then you could lie in between a canopy of sorts. Yeah, yeah. You could lie curtain. in it, and it was sort of like a, a, a velvet hammock. Wow! Of what turned out to be rotting curtain material, and, <laughs> and once it ripped right through, and I, I fell to the ground. <laughs> oh no! But it, you know, my body was so small and light, and yeah. the distance maybe not so great that I was um, 
I was unscathed. Quite a shock, though. Never a nice feeling to fall. Hmm. Never a nice feeling to fall and then look to see if anyone saw you and make eye contact with someone who saw you fall. Yeah. And forever, in their eyes, you'll just be someone who can't even stay upright. You'll be a fallout boy. Yeah, yeah. It's all you'll ever be. The furthest I've ever fallen... Oh, well, actually, now I think about it, is out of a plane. Oh, because you, you skydive. I did a skydive once. I will never do that again. I'm dying to try that. I think that would give me a real rush. Do you genuinely think you'll do it? Yeah, 100%. I was actually talking about doing it this summer. Far out. We're surrounded by airfields. You could do it here. Yeah, yeah. The options available in New Zealand. Um, it's a little bit expensive, but not prohibitively so, considering no, it's, it's going to be, be chartering yeah, yeah. a flight of your to, own to jump out of the jump plane. out of yeah. like DB Cooper. And the scale of life, you know, you probably only need to do it once. Uh, what about That's you, true. Tim? Talking trees. I had a tree, a special tree, a magic tree. Grew up in Islam in Christchurch, a suburb that you'll be familiar yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. We were just beyond Islam in Avonhead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and we had a huge tree that overlooked a busy intersection. It was. It was very tall, yes. very tall, big tree. Don't know what kind of tree it was. But you'd climb it regularly. Climb it all the time. Never fell you, out. My brother fell out in quite a big fashion, hurt himself a did lot. Did get concussed? I imagine so. Concussion's one of those ones we're starting to take a little more seriously as time marches <laughs> on. Absolutely. It turns out smacking the old brain box could be slightly um, a bigger deal we than we're giving credit. We used to tell children and professional athletes alike walk to it off. walk it off. Walk it off. Jog on. Walk it but off. But you can't walk off brain trauma. Yeah. Sadly. Neither the time nor the place. Today's theme for the podcast is trees, uh, one ah. that we've already started exploring quite naturally. Um, and contained therein, we've also got a few exciting segments for the uh, listener to enjoy. I think this is probably a good time to, to launch our first segment. It's called Drugs in a Tree. It's, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a, a segment in which we take drugs in the tree. Yes. And today's drug of choice, Caffeine. Now, I, uh, before we came here, went to the local Thank coffee you. shop. Tim, I bought you a long black. I forgot to ask for sugar, ah. so that's going to be a little bit tart to your tongue. That's all right. For myself, an iced Americano. And I said, but I'm a bloody Kiwi. And they said, please don't joke with us, sir. We just want to make the coffee. Cheers, um, guy. Cheers to you. So let's, let's take these drugs and see. I can't imagine they'll have an immediate material impact, but you never know. That's a very nice coffee, sugar mm. or none. I actually introduced myself to the guy. His name was Max. Thank you, thank you, Max. And uh, let me just get this on all the cameras. Thank you, Max. And thank he you, said, um, "He said, just get a shot of these coffees." He a, said, "We've got a close-up cam in the tree with oh, us yeah, that's if you're right. watching on video." He said, "That's uh, that's what I drink because I actually I ordered a different coffee for myself at first. I ordered an oat milk piccolo, and then I thought, well, it's going to be a while before I can drink the oat milk piccolo, so I." Um, I had it there, and mm. then while he was making your coffee, he said, could you actually also make an- another coffee? Did you just smash that piccolo? So I had a piccolo, and he said, that's what I do. I have a, a hot milk coffee, and mm. then I chase it with a nice iced coffee. And I said, how many coffees do you have a day? And he said, three. And I said, well, when do you drink them? And he said, always before afternoon. And I said, what do you think about what I'm doing? And he said, I would never do what you're doing. Did you describe this situation? I didn't talk about the tree climbing. He's oh, just talking about the, the time at which we're ingesting this, this oh, drug. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people say that. They say don't drink coffee after noon. Don't drink it after 3. Don't drink it after 6 p.m. I say to those people, live and let live. Yeah, I say, I'll drink my coffee when I'll drink it. I say mind your own. Yeah, absolutely. I quite, I really enjoy a late night coffee. 
really enjoy it. There's something, you know, there's a, there's something, quite, something that we, we want for in New Zealand is a late night coffee joint. Oh my God. It's a real problem. I know we've got a lot to be grateful in this beautiful country of ours, but would it kill a cafe to specialise in being open after 4 p.m.? Uh, so, I don't know if this is a, na- a, a, a national or a global problem, but um, very difficult to find a meal in New Zealand between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Dusk. Yeah. It's, it, it would be as if our laws were founded on jaguars roaming the streets between the hours of dusk. That's right. So we've got to clear out it's and board everything It's not a traditional up. siesta to sh- shelter from the heat. It's just all of a sudden all the food goes missing and we think, oh, well, I hope you ate recently. <laughs> it, it catches me up. <laughs> Constantly, we were in a real race to um, to get, get you here. to a cafe before the witching but, hour. Yeah, which was two. Yeah, because everything is, around this neighborhood shuts yeah, that's, that's, that's early. That's great for you. What do you think of caffeine, though? Well, look, you know, a lot of people say don't don't talk to me till I've had my morning coffee, and to those people, I say. Well, I say nothing until they've had their morning coffee, and then I say good morning. It's incredibly respectful of you. I, I love. It. I don't know if we're picking this up on mic, but there is a uh, the arrival of a crying infant. Oh, you hate toddler, to see it. Just off mic. This is a public park. This is a, a well liked and respected park. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a touch game kicks off. Maybe as we're wrapping up. Can we talk about the day briefly as well? My, yes, yes, my yes God. of course. My God, it's nice. Yeah, you, if you if you are scheduling to to climb a tree with an armful of technology. <laughs> And yeah. a friend. And a friend. You couldn't ask for much better than this. I mean, that, yes, that's true. But if, say, it was just you and I in the rain, mm-hmm. that's okay. But just you and I and the equipment in the rain, mm. that's a different situation. Slightly more tricky, but we don't have to deal with that today, which is good. Big fan of caffeine myself. I'd say it's probably one of my top three drugs. Mm. Um, I would I would hazard a guess at saying it's the most consumed drug there is on earth. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe that coffee is the second most traded commodity in the world by weight. I believe the first is smiles. <laughs> what does a smile weigh? Uh, well, it depends who's dishing it out. Yeah. If you're in America, it's about an ounce and a half. If you're in New Zealand, 18 grams. A sm- well, and a sm- Here's the thing about a smile, Tim. Yes. It doesn't cost anything. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing, but it means so much to so many. That's right. Do you, yeah. How Do you many- smile? I like to. I try yeah. to. Do you know what? 2021, maybe we will need to make uh, more of an effort to smile at each other and drink more caffeine. Or actually, however you get it. Can you eat caffeine? Is there any way to yes, eat? Yes, yes, yes. Chocolate-coated coffee beans, uh, chocolate-infused, well, caffeine-infused chocolate, uh, uh, caffeine-infused yeah. ice cream. Okay. You've had uh, uh, an ice cream, uh, a coffee-flavored ice cream? When you're a kid and you have that, you think, this is, you've ruined ice cream. What have you done this to me for? But as an adult, you think, oh, that's nice because it counterbalances the sweetness. I've just had a flash of rum and raisin coming yeah. thick and fast. And it is such a vivid memory of me being about seven or eight years old and some idiot in the family, either my mother or father, yeah. had got an entire tub of rum and raisin. And uh, I, look, absolute scenes at home. Did anyone eat it? No, the person who which is crazy it, because four children in the house, two adults. Ice cream's a valued commodity. It is much like a smile. But I think to me that's 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 good strategy. Like if if you like rum and raisin, there's a pretty high chance your kids don't. I don't think anyone. All of a did. sudden, your the the portion of ice cream. If you look at it as a graph, yes. you know your what you're eating. You know where you are on the pie chart graph is the graph I'm measuring. You're going to need to explain this to me. Slice. You're going to need to start from the start. How does this work? 
I'm just trying to say that whichever of your parents bought rum and raisin was probably thinking, I'm fucking sick of these kids <laughs> eating all my ice cream. All right, Quite that's possible. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I taught myself to enjoy banana fruit bursts for the you same reason. You taught yourself. Yeah, I was like, if I started enjoying these, going, you know, sharing a bag of fruit bursts would mm. go from being a cumbersome recipe for an argument to a delicious treat in which I get to display my kindness and generosity by letting others enjoy the other flavors and hoovering up all well, them delicious banana pre- fruit bursts. Predominantly, whatever green is. Uh, lemon and lime. Clearly the best. Well, you'd yeah, they, say banana. They used to, you would no, say no, banana, they used to do, No, orange is the worst. That. They used to do peach. They, they Sorry, discontinued orange peach. is the worst? Have you eaten... I, I won't say they... Um, Fruit burst on acid, Tim. First time I took acid, I had a fruit burst. I thought I was never going to stop chewing. Now, for the first time, listeners, Guy is uh, talking about the drug LSD, not some sort of um, acidic I think, concoction. I think people are probably more familiar with that than they are with the idea of a fruit burst, which is like That's a... That's true. Uh, <laughs> it's a, tr- a chewy lolly. It's a chewy lolly and that a comes lolly. in a, 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 a sweet. A sweet and or they, candy. They come in a little wrapper and, um, well, you unwrap them, don't you? Because you, you don't want to be caught eating paper. Imagine if you did. I, I think I used to eat the wrappers. How many um how many coffees do you have a day? I'd say on average two, with a maximum of six and a minimum of one. Jesus, there's a huge variance. <laughs> Big swings. Yeah, yeah. Six is a lot. Six is too many, do you ever and feel I feel an- ill. You feel anxious? No, never. From coffee or anything? Anything. Have you ever experienced anxiety? It's never happened to me. Oh man. Well, you got to try it. You'll hate it. I, f- I, look, all kidding aside, I think I experienced anxiety moments ago getting to this portion of the tree. I know. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, the reckless abandon with which we were climbing trees as a child, which you wouldn't do if you are on coffee because you'd probably be pumping too much caffeine around your body. Your and children don't drink coffee. Maybe that's this why. Is thing, this is the thing with coffee, is it's actually not dissimilar to other, other drugs that we consume as adults, which will have to uh, wait their turn for another episode of Podcast in a Tree, but mm. it's, not na- it's not in your natural instinct to enjoy it. We, like, learn to enjoy it, and then as we learn to enjoy it, we sort of, we become quite snobbish, where we sort of, you, you know, suddenly you're drinking long black, so you're mm. drinking pure... The taste of the caffeine. No milk for me, yeah, thanks. Exactly. I'm a legend. And we bully those who order a bowl latte. Or which a is, cappuccino, God it, forbid. Exactly. But like, if you think about your first experience with coffee... Horrible. It's, it's a horrible taste. Disgusting. Disgusting. Which, it, it makes you wonder, who were the first people to... Maybe it was a goof, a oh. punk... The first generation that went, coffee is uh, fantastic. Well, they would be, they'd be doing it for the high. I guess that's right. Because it is, and it, it is, it is a drug. But we sort of—it's one of those ones that society let in, and then we go, "No, no, this one's not a drug. It's just coffee. It's just coffee. Don't worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. We're not going to vote on it. We don't need a referendum on caffeine, do we? It's so insidious, though, isn't it? Because I feel like I feel like we're living in a coffee-flavored world. Everyone's very up, up. Running around, no one's quite sure what they're doing, but they're doing it very quickly, and that's coffee okay. to me. Okay, and well, what do you make of this? Because we've this is a this is you know traditionally tree climbing. It's a chance to take a load off, yeah. Uh, connect with nature, one another. Uh, how do you feel about muddying the waters of a relaxing climb of a tree by introducing the stimulant caffeine? I'm okay with it because in some ways it um, speeds up my connection to nature. I see, yeah, yeah. It enhances what's already happening. In this case, yes. That's yes, great. absolutely. Though it probably has contributed to a little bit of um, tree climbing anxiety, which just to circle back to that again, did not experience as a child whatsoever. Yeah, was you, don't, I, you don't know. Was I just more confident or did I have better abilities and, and recognize that fact? 
um, was I uh, miscalculating the danger either then or now? Mm. I don't know. Neither do I. Who's to say? We'll never know. Um, well, while we're having these copies, there's actually another segment which is specific, I think, to this episode. I don't know if it'll be recurring or not. Um, and it's just in my back here. And this one's called Sandwiches in a Tree. Now, oh, fuck me. I've been looking forward to this that's segment. That's right. So this is a segment where Tim and I, uh, we take a sandwich and we eat it in the in the tree. Now, these are not your traditional Do sandwiches. You hold that? I'll yeah, hold sure. your microphone while you obtain the sandwiches. In fact, I'm going to mic up the sandwich. What do you got to say for yourself? ASMR. Sandwich for you, and in this bag here is a sandwich for me. One serviette between the two of us. It looks excellent, and I have no idea how to eat it while holding a microphone. It's going to be a challenge, but we love a challenge at Podcast on a Tree, don't we? Well, I mean, the very premise introduces a challenge right out of the gates, really. It does. Look, I hope you don't mind my rudeness, but I'm famished. I'm just going to tuck right in. Okay. Do we need any? I'll describe what's happening. I went to buy a cabinet sandwich. Uh, die hard. Montgomery sandwich fans will know that the mushroom sandwich from Honeybones available in the cabinet is one of my one of my top sandwiches. And I've actually just I've just been on a, a trip to a different city, Wellington, where I was eating a variety of sandwiches. And um, how I many s- sandwiches did you sample in our nation's capital? Bearing a mindfulness, and this guy was only there for what two, two days, three days. I had um, four different sandwiches, and they were pretty good. But anyway, I came back. Went to buy the mushroom sandwich. As we said, it was approaching the witching hour. The cabinet had been cleared out. But the lovely, not Max, but a, a woman named Sylvia, I think is her name. She You're said, getting everyone's names at the yeah, cafe. Yeah. She said, uh, well, she was on my flight to Wellington. Oh, you, you wouldn't that? read about it. And I, we, we ran into each other. I said, oh, what are you doing? And she said, I'm going to go visit my nan. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to watch cricket. And she said, oh, I love cricket. And I said, well, I love your nan. <laughs> anyway, she still talked to me when I went to the, ca- <laughs> the cafe. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, glad to hear that. Um, she said, we can whip you up a couple of butties. And a butty's more like a sort of cobbled together breakfast sandwich we have in, a, in New Zealand. I think it, it, it comes from uh, the UK, but it's like a, it's a, you know, it's just a whack of bread, a whack of mayo, maybe a bit of bacon and egg. And it's, it's, it's a interesting you bring this up, actually. And by the way, can I just say my compliments to the chef? Yes. I think I'm getting mayonnaise on the microphone. It's a, oh, fantastic. This is very delicious. Really? What is in this? Mushroom. Oh. Egg. Egg. I've got something that feels like a bone. What's yeah, that? There's bones in there. Is there? What's that? Oh, it's a twig. It's um from rosemary. Oh, rosemary. Oh, yeah, I think that's rosemary. Yeah, I think you're right. A little twig oh, of wow, rosemary. Oh, wow, this is a good sandwich. This is so good. So There's a bit of pesto, a little bit of relish, a bit of mayo. It's interesting you brought up, or that we're eating butties, because um, I saw on the internet recently that uh, someone uh, posted on popular... Sharing website, Reddit. It's not file sharing, it's not photo sharing, it's just sharing. Everyone's just sharing on there. Um, That they were absolutely outraged that the British consider a chip butty the sandwich or anything at all. That it exists. They were infuriated. Mm. Um, And in New Zealand, the the chip butty is quite a mainstay. It's nothing but carbs. Burger bread. Burger King in New Zealand. Bread and chips is all it is. Launched a chip butty burger. They were charging you $2 for them to put some of their chips in between some of their bread, and it was not a hit. It was actually, it was met with derision. It's because we're a DIY country, and we don't do a lot of DIY that's complicated, but the simple stuff, don't dare get in the way. We will whack up a deck and chuck chippies in between two buttered bits of bread, and if anyone gets in the middle of that, 
Lord help them. If any sort of monolith from overseas tries to get their fingertips, you know, on those products, well, we'll, we'll be upset. I just like to say I'm sort of observing externally what we're doing here, mm-hmm. and it's great. We are. What are we doing? We're sitting in a tree with a coffee and a sandwich. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's really nice. And you probably, I, I imagine, you're probably picking up a few cicadas. Hopefully, um, there's a man hammering or woman. I don't know. Did I? I must have told you about this before, Tim. I once bought an LP called Relaxing Sounds, and it was um, there were three recordings on either side of the pressing, and it included a bubbling brook. Uh, one of them was a spring morning, and and in the descri- in the audio or in the description of the audio I decided file, decided to put the mic up to my mouth to chew. Yeah, it's great. That's the sort of thing you love to listen to. Uh, it said, um, "Birds chirping, wind rustling leaves, and the sound of someone in the distance using a lawnmower, because hearing someone else work can also be relaxing." And I c- I couldn't agree more. Call me crazy. Okay, crazy. Can I hear a lawnmower right now off yonder? I think you can. Or it might be a whippersnipper. I'm just going to pick up some footage of you sandwich in hand. Thank you. This is bloody fantastic. It's really, uh, it's going down so well. What, um, <clears throat> has it got chicken in it? No, no, vegetarian. That's really good. And that's how good the sandwich is. I thought there was meat in it, which is the, um, the apex. Highest, the highest praise you can, you can give to a sandwich. Apex comment for vegetarian food. I thought this had a dead animal in it. Tim, I've not just been, um, you know, sort of haranguing the local uh, hospitality workers at the cafe up the road. Uh-huh. I've also scoured the park for a recurring segment, I think, that I would like to call Lost and Found. They say um, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised at the sort of things you can pick up if you just take a moment to hashtag look down while you're in the park, the beach, the street, anywhere really. And, I've um, just got a question before we hit into the segment. Do we have to complete the last segment? Do I have to stop eating the sandwich oh. to get into Lost and Found? I shouldn't have blown the lid on what we're doing. Well, it's an interesting question. I mean, I, I had plans on it. You know, I imagined. I've got mayo on this. To my mind, there was going to be a point where you did more talking and I got to have some more mouthfuls yeah, of the fair, sandwich. Fair okay, so here's how I think it should work then. The... Um, Segments to sort of introduce. So we open the gate. We open the gate to these fantastic elements. What are the elements? We've got drugs. Drugs will permeate through the entire episode. It comes early. Okay. It will permeate throughout. Then what do we open the gate to? We open the gate to a Sammy. Introduce mm-hmm. it in. Welcome it in. Hi, Sammy. How you doing? I'm Tim. You're delicious. I'm going to eat you. Mm-hmm. And then these things are happening concurrently. We open the gate again. We've got another segment, and it's happening right now. It's lost and found oh, right. on podcast in a so tree. I can keep going? Yes. With my preamble, I'm just going to swallow what I've put in my mouth after chewing it a little bit. Look, I don't know about you, but that's the order I do things in. When I'm eating, I'll put it in my mouth. True maverick. I'll chew it a little bit, and then I'll swallow it. Isn't that interesting that we um, chew? Yeah. You know, you look at it on the plate, and you're like, it's all together. And then you fuck it all up by chewing. It's true. Seems, had a conversation seems with, rude. with someone, it's not exactly the same, but similar lines, you know, it's interesting that we can't eat the ingredients of a cake and enjoy it the same. Just crack a couple raw eggs down there, eat a cup of flour, uh, drink two cups of milk, I don't know what's in a cake. That is interesting. <laughs> you got You got to do things. You got you to gotta do things with it. Flour alone. Mm-hmm. More or less becomes glue in your throat. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, mix it with some other stuff, and all of a sudden it's a binding agent for the most delicious flavor available. Yes. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, so I've been scouring the grounds here. Here it is. And um, as I said, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I found was a... Well, it's a, a pretty pretty nice-looking Bic lighter. Let me get a close-up of the lighter for our televisual guests. Uh, the, it's, it's, la- it's a larger model of the lighter. I don't know if they do any bigger than this that aren't novelty size. And um, I don't know if it's got any gas in it or not. Uh-huh. Do you want to give it a go? He's attempting it. Oh, there's, there's gassed up, baby. It's a functioning lighter. I didn't even think that that would go in this um, exposed environment, but here we are. So that, that's that's what uh, it was lost. It once was lost, but now it's been found. And I'm going to use that lighter to um, when I go home. We're having a barbecue tonight. Uh-huh. And uh, if the sun goes down and people are still about, I might light some candles. There's some citronella candles. Love that. You know what they do? Keep the mozzies at they bay. They keep the mozzies at bay. You know what the mozzies are? They're mosquitoes. They're mosquitoes. What do they do? They bite you. Why do they do that? That's how they feast. That's how they survive. Why do they have to eat us? They eat, they eat what they can. They eat what they can. It's a tough life, isn't it? We, we're so mean to them, but they've got a really hard go of it. Some person who went to a university told me that you could remove mosquitoes and the world would be okay. You know how some things you can't get rid of them because they're important? Flies, for example. They seem kind of annoying to us, but they break down a lot of things. Really? Mosquitoes, apparently, we could whip them out of the whole chain and things would be all right. So I say to you, Bill Gates, let's get on yeah. it. Yeah. Stop working on, I don't know, whatever it is you're up to, whatever nefarious thing it is. Curing malaria. Or yeah. Well, I think whatever, mosquitoes whatever. carry malaria. Well, there you go, Bill Cut Gates. Get out the middleman. Yeah. Um, and le- I think he's in cahoots. What about wasps? Oh, get rid of them. I don't even care if that'll mess up the environment. Scary, eh? Assholes of the living world. Sinister bees. They are, they're ba- they just seem like baddies, don't they? Mm. Their behavior is aggressive. Their look is dramatic and evil. Um, the color scheme, I'm not, uh, I'm okay with it. It's harsher than the... As a, as a former Wellingtonian, as a Wellingtonian yeah, yeah. for my teenage years, the yellow and black um, I can get down with. But just what the, the wasps are generally all about, they really mess up the bees. They eat bees sometimes. I've just... <clears throat> You've eaten a lot of Sammy all I've just finished the sandwich. That was so good. That was such a good experience. We've got to rate the sandwich. <laughs> oh, my God. Because there's there's going to be more than one sandwich. And, of course, okay, there as is. we know, in this coffee-flavoured world we all live in, if there's more than one of something, we must rank the objects. Um, so I'm not I'm not ranking it. Like, uh, let's say a scale of 0 to 10. 10 is the best sandwich. There's no possible way it could be improved. 0 is an abysmal sandwich. You have one mouthful and you think, I actually don't want to eat this. I would score this sandwich... Um, wow, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm not reviewing this in a vacuum. I was hungry. Uh, I was, I was, you know, I needed the nutrients. So there's immediate extra value to be drawn from this sandwich experience because I was literally fueling, fueling my body. I was still some bit of sandwich in my mouth that I'm struggling to process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think... Hey, it's all right, ladies and gentlemen. Fair score for this it's sandwich. Okay. 7.5 out of 10. That seems low, considering all the the praise that you've dumped on the semi. I know. I'm just fearful of opening up the sandwich review. I'm going to rank it higher than that. Okay, go ahead. Watch this. 8 out of 10. Okay, so that is an average score of 7.75 out of 10 for the Mushroom and Egg Butty from Honeybones. You know, here's to you. Here's to you. Pretty good sandwich review. 
And what will wash it down? Nothing better than a bit of drugs. That's right. The drugs of caffeine. Um, and I suppose this is a, you know, like, it's it's nice to spend time in the tree. And, and um, as we'll be doing, this is another regular segment, as we'll be doing with every tree that we climb and record in. Mm-hmm. And it will be a variety of different trees, different breeds of tree, different locations, different segments. The sky's the limit when you're in a tree, really. And when you're on the ground, if you're on the ground, you see a tree, climb up the tree, all of a sudden the sky's the limit. Life can be that simple if you just let it be. But this segment is... Um, it feels like you're writing a song in real time. Not deliberately, but... It's very lovely. Mm. Very poetic. This, I've got a ball. I've got a ball here. I'm amazed that didn't make an entrance on Lost and Found, to be honest. But I, I guess that's because it's something that you brought well, I'll along. Well, I'll tell you what I lost. Hey, well, hold on for a second. Let's get into this ball. What's, okay. going, what's going on with this cricket ball? It's very red. It's uh, shiny. I was at a cricket game recently at a venue. Congratulations, Guy. Thank you. At a venue called the Basin Reserve, which is in Wellington, New Zealand. It's why I, why I was on this recent uh, jaunt to Wellington. And uh, what they do at the sports stadium in New Zealand, at the, this specific one, is they have lunch. So this, this form of cricket takes place over five days, and they specifically break uh, so that the players can have lunch. And also later on in the day so that they can have afternoon tea. It's the least accessible version of the sport, and it's the one that it is ridiculed for by people who don't understand it because it is undeniably fucking ridiculous. A game lasts five days, and 50% of the time it ends in something called a draw or no result. It is my favorite thing to watch. But so they open up the ground at lunchtime when all the players go off the field. They open up the whole, the whole field, so the professional sports field at which this international fixture is being played, you know, which they are filming and broadcasting the footage to, you know, living rooms around the world. And you go out there and all the kids go out there with their little cricket bats or their big cricket bats and balls, and there's about, you know, 50 to uh, 75 to 100 maybe little games of cricket taking place between friends, between parents and children, between, you know, grown-ups who have watched their cricket dreams sail by. Everyone runs out there and they throw a ball around. This is amazing. I didn't know this happened. It, it is it is genuinely amazing, and um, I went out there on the first day, and I thought I was with my friend Prak, and I thought, "Fuck, <coughs> we didn't bring a ball." <laughs> that the, my voice wavered there, not because we didn't bring a ball, but because I'm still processing just the very last sort of percentage of the sandwich. <coughs> anyway, we go to the merchandise stand the next day. What are they selling for ten dollars? These balls. Mm. So I bought one, and that's why it's not lost and found because this is a this was purely found. This is not regulation. This is not this is not from the surrounding park. I bought this. I put it in my backpack. I found it when I was searching for something else. It's a cricket ball. Really good. It's got a big old seam on it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to hold, and that's it's the bouncy? thing. Uh, not like a tennis ball, but bouncy enough. It's a satisfying thing to touch, but pretty much. Um, what we'll be doing for every for every episode of Podcast in a Tree, and this will not be a review of the episode itself, but of the tree in which it was recorded, I've mocked up something I like to call the... Um, Wait for it, everybody. The treater board. Oh, here we go. So this is, um, this is a, a, a leaderboard for trees. Why don't we just hold that up in between our face? We'll see if we get in the, in the wide, as they say, in the biz. You've got to imagine that's, that's showing up on... On, on camera somewhere so uh, pretty much every tree that we climb will be added to the tree to board mm-hmm. um, so the tree name Tim I thought you might you might like to accept responsibility for this you've got to name the tree oh boy I've got a name that comes to mind 
Go ahead. What are you going to call this tree? Well, no, I don't want to. Uh, it's if it doesn't it's feel bi- right. It's binding. Whatever you say. I know. That's why I've got to. Oh, you Check myself a little bit. Every year, one thing is always predictable: postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to eighty-nine percent off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over one million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code Program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code Program. Maybe should I go with my gut instinct? Of course, always. This is Susan. Okay. Fantastic. Susan the Pahutakawa. Susan the Pahutakawa. Quite high stakes behaviour here, guys. Just um, arranging uh, the bits for the tree to board. Now, if you are not joining us for the vision aspect of this podcast series and web series, um, if you could imagine Top Gear, their leaderboard. But for trees. But for trees, you see. So... On one column, we have the tree name and then the rating, and we will be, throughout the series, adjusting the ranking to reflect who scores the highest. Should we maybe put in brackets which tree is where to remind ourselves, or will we just know who Susan is? It's important to me we just know who Susan is. Great. Um, So I'm going to blue tech the name Susan on. Mm Mm-hmm. We need a rating scale for trees. I'm going to hold this for you so you can talk while you do this. Now, yeah, we, we, we couldn't settle on one, could we? No, well, so we're doing the sandwiches are going pretty traditional. You, you get a, you're out of ten for a sandwich. We are this time. Um, oh, that's okay. I see. Uh, but this is this is binding. This this is ongoing. So as as trees get rated well or poorly, they'll move up and down the leaderboard. Mm. Susan, of course, being the first tree we've climbed, immediately slots into first position. Can I offer a ranking system? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or a, a a score system rather. By all means. Do you think we could go out of twenty four to reflect the hours in a day? Absolutely. Trees, very reliant on the passage of uh, the sun and the moon doing their thing. So uh, with that in mind, um, do you want to be, shall we do it together and then work out the average or do you you want to be the sole No, I think actually we should cooperate in coming up with the score. This feels like more of a tree way to be. Well, what's the, you know, like what are we measuring against? This is our first climb. Mm. So, you know, I went a little bit conservative on the sandwich because I thought, well, you know, I can't just say this is the best sandwich I've ever had when there are more sandwiches to be eaten. We don't know that you went conservative, just you and I had different opinions. No one was wrong. Um, We were just different. I think easy tree to climb. Yeah. Wonderful tree to sit, reflect, relax in. I feel safe. Feel safe, which actually, uh, f- to my eyes, is um, that goes both ways. Because, you know, it would be nice to be a little higher off the ground. You want a sense of danger. Not always, but just like, uh, you know, the footage of us climbing this tree will, will look a bit pathetic. Yeah, we might cut it out even. Not sure. We'll see if it makes the cutting room floor. Uh, but I think... You know, out of 24, mm. what are we looking for? We're looking for climbability, mm. rest and relaxation. The look. The look yeah, of the thing. The look, sort of natural beauty. So we've got... The health of the tree, I think, is okay. important. So we've got health, climbability, rest and re- relaxation, uh-huh. and natural beauty. Yes. That's four criteria. Okay. 
Um, I'm feeling it's We'll call in those the out of five. So first, oh, we're doing it that way. We're breaking it up. And then we'll add it all up. So I, first I've got all, a number in my head. Okay. And now I hope we arrive at okay. it. Okay. Climbability. Hmm. I've got to say for four. this tree. Okay. Four out of five. What do you think? I think four too. Great. Uh, and then we'll move on to rest and relaxation. Ah. Oh, 4.5. Okay. I'm going to go... I was going to go five. Yeah, I was going to go five too, but I struggle to give something a perfect yeah, yeah, score. But you know what? Let's go five. Okay, so five. that's it. Where's it? Nine out of a possible ten so far. Yeah. Uh, natural beauty. Well, not out of a possible ten, out of a possible twenty. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we've got to make it twenty-four. Right, so we'll find another category for the last four. I see. Hi. Natural beauty. Oh. Pahutakawa is a hard one to go past in terms of natural beauty. It's known as New Zealand's Christmas tree that's for right. its beautiful blooming flowers. I would rate the beauty of this particular Pahutakawa as a... Fuck, this is hard because it's against I'm, I'm other Pahutakawas or other I trees. I don't know, man, but I'm, my, my gut says four. Four it is. And then um, what was the other one we had? Clim- we had climbability. Um, climbability, rest, rest and relaxation. relaxation, natural beauty. The health. Uh, the look health, of the thing. The health of the tree. It's a bloody healthy uh, tree. Yeah, it is healthy. I mean, look at look at how many different large branches it has in bloom. And it's in bloom. It couldn't is in full it. bloom. You literally couldn't fold it. It would be rude. So that, Five. That takes us to 18 out of 20. And then I guess the final four, that's X Factor. Ah, the all-important X Factor. Well, it's got some features that I don't think we're going to encounter again, namely the two wooden platforms, which, precarious right. as they may have become over the years... Well intended and originally, I believe, well constructed. You like that X? See, I I agree, I agree but then I, I I would factor that into rest and relaxation. I look at this mm. as a tree in the middle of a park. It looks at the park. This is all beautiful stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I also think you know it's it's not like it's not standing out. I once climbed and sat on a tree during one of the uh, the lockdowns in New Zealand. I went out for a solo walk and climbed and sat on a tree that looked out across a a, a bay. And it was one of the scary. Getting back down from the tree just by myself was genuinely one of the scariest experiences of my life. And that, to me, is X factor. Yeah, it's like okay. my heart was racing when I was back wow. on terra firma. I was thinking, "Fuck me, I love solid ground." So Where to was me, this, this beautiful, scary tree. Can't remember, but I'll tell you about it off mic. Sounds good. I'll, I'll remember it another well, time. I, th- I think we should bring it up at another episode. Of I our think series. this is um, for X factor. I'm going to give this tree two. I'm going to nah, give Susan give it two. one. Okay. So that's 18 out of 20 plus 1 is 19 out of 24 for Susan, the Bahutakawa, and Greyland Park. And I would say with that, so concludes the first episode of... Do you want to know what number I was chasing? 17. Ah. We went above it. That is the first episode of Podcast on a Tree. It's been a magical time bringing you this inaugural episode, whatever that means or whoever that word well, came we, into you, being. You have several inaugural episodes to look forward to. Yes. Um, it has been a delight. Thank you so much to the I, tree, to thank, Susan. Thank you to our sponsor, Susan, the Pahutakawa, for That's having right. us. And, um, and to you, dear listener slash viewer. Yeah. I don't know how you're absorbing this, but I hope you're well. Yeah, I, and I hope. Do you know what? I hope this has been as um, sort of grounding. I, I know it's ironic to describe being up high in a tree as grounding, but as grounding for you as it has been for us, it, it's felt really nice to to get out and about in the world. And um, yeah. you know, it's 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 there is an ASMR quality to this. I'm imagining. I don't know if that's true for the listener, but as the person recording it, that's right. I'm getting ASMR. That's great. Well, I think I'm just getting relaxed. <laughs> is that ASMR? Yeah, that's what the R is. 
What is it? A. Audio. Sensory. Relax, man. What's M? Man. Audio sensory, man. Relax. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, that's great. I was going to say, or madam, but then it could be all or anyone. It's just for you. The acronym is for Montgomery. I assume assume that of all acronyms. We'll catch you in the next episode, everybody. Goodbye and take care and climb trees. Yeah.